Investors continue to dump stocks and to buy the U.S. dollars on looming uncertainty regarding whether the U.S. government will be shut in three days or not. There is some progress on the wire, but nothing is less sure, unfortunately. In the meantime, uh, falling savings, higher delinquencies and theft news hint at growing cost of living crisis, whereas the central bank's inflation fight is certainly not over just yet. So welcome, this is Swiss Code's Daily Market Talk. So dipping savings in some of the world's biggest, largest economies, including the US, New Zealand and Australia are now leading some retailers, especially in the US, to literally close down their shops and walk away from their business to just halt their losses and to protect themselves and their staff from all these actions. This is how Target actually announced the closure of nine stores in the US, ranging from Manhattan to Northern Carolina. So Target shares dip to levels last seen in May 2020 on the news and Well, apparently, Target is unfortunately not the only retailer suffering from the thefts. We heard about the issue in the past earnings call from these retailers, remember, and thefts in the US apparently reached 1.6% of total sales last year. That's a crazy number. And we are now talking about the world's leading economy, right? The US, where... While well, consumer spending somehow remains so resilient, but so resilient, guys, that the Federal Reserve has no choice but to continue hiking the interest rates to slow down that spending. I mean, it's really getting bizarre out there. If we dive deeper into detail, well, released earlier by a Fed study this week, except the wealthiest 20% living in the United States of America, all of the others saw their savings dip below the pandemic levels. And we also know that credit card delinquencies are rising these days and released yesterday, while consumer confidence in the US fell more than expected in September. So there are actually a couple of worrying and warning signs out there that hint that spending in the US should slow at some point in time in the foreseeable future. So maybe, but just maybe, tomorrow's US GDP update will give a first hint of a softening spending in the US or not. But if that was the case, well, that would well, help cooling off the hawkish pressure in the US markets due to the Fed pressure, slow the US dollar's rally a little bit at least and give other currencies some space to breathe. We will see. Today, uh, the US will actually reveal the latest durable goods orders data and we will be watching what happens on that front. Any weakness could cause more choppiness in the financial markets, but I don't really expect to see a dramatic change in the overall market direction for now. The S&P 500 fell to the lowest level since the beginning of June and the spread between the S&P 500's earnings yield, which is at around 4.7% level right now is below the yields that you would actually get by buying the US six-month treasury bills as the six-month T-bills now yield around 5.5%. So a simple way of seeing this is you simply get more money when you invest in what is still supposed to be a low risk or a risk-free asset that is the US treasury bill. So there is not much reason or appetite or You know, incitation for you to go and chase higher returns in the S&P 500 by taking a higher risk. 
you just go to the UST bills. And this is why money market funds assets hit 5.6 trillion US dollars this month. That was an all-time high, apparently. And there is actually one more issue with the S&P 500, among others. And it is that the S&P 500's rally this year was mainly shouldered by an impressive technology rally. And, you know, that was just a couple of stocks. Like, we are talking about seven stocks and so and that was obviously thanks to the AI craze. But now, appetite in technology stocks is waning due to one, AI really is losing steam. And two, well, the US yields keep rising on a hawkish Federal Reserve, making the already overvalued technology stocks in the US even less approachable for an average investor. So the chances are that, well, we will see the S&P 500 remain on the, the way of the lacking appetite in technology stocks in the next few months of this year. And if you actually compare the S&P 500 to the equal weight S&P 500, which is not distorted by the heavy weight of the, what we call the magnificent seven stocks, the P.E. ratio gap between the two has never been this wide. And if the technology stocks will dive further from the actual levels and they have room to correct after such a stellar first half of the year, well, the S&P 500 will go down with them as well. So... That's not really brilliant. The picture is far from being enchanting across the Atlantic Ocean as well. The stock 600 is approaching my 445 bearish target. It could slip below this level on the back of a slowing economic activity, waning Chinese demand, the European Central Bank's pledge to keep its monetary policy tight enough until inflation in the Eurozone comes down significantly and toward their 2% monetary monetary policy target and also the euro's depreciation which will make inflation quite harder to ease from the actual levels along with the rising energy prices and if all this is not enough bad news for you, well, the U.S.-China trade war is now turning into a West-to-China trade war as the European Union is also pressing China like a lemon these days with the EU now investigating the degree to which China has actually subsidized EV manufacturers. So Tesla is clearly in a hot seat in this issue, but not only Tesla, because we also have some European car makers, including Renault and BMW. MW that also have joint ventures in China and that will also be probed by the EU. And the cherry on top of all this, well, Volkswagen announced to cut EV output at German size due to a lacking demand. So all this to say that there is little place to go in the market these days other than the FTSE 100 maybe, which could at least take advantage of the energy rally that doesn't seem to be slowing because after a few sessions of consolidation, a little correction, and despite a more than one and a half million barrel build in the U.S. crude inventories last week, well, the U.S. crude is upbeat this morning yet again. The barrel of American crude is back above the $92 per barrel level, while the European natural gas futures now flirt with the 200-day moving average. The euro dollar, on the other hand, lost around 6.5% since its July peak, and the the pair has now stepped into the oversold market territory, which could, in theory, help the single currency consolidate or even to recover a little bit. But for that to happen, well, appetite in the US dollar should ease around the globe. And that's not the case for the moment, unfortunately. 
Now, the combination of higher energy and stronger U.S. dollar has unfortunately pushed inflation in Australia to 5.2% level in August as expected, up from 4.9% printed a month earlier. So that 4.9% was a 17-month low. And we could actually see a similar upturn in global inflation metrics due to rising oil prices and stronger US dollar. The Eurozone's inflation data will be soon hitting the headlines and we will see what happens on that front. Now, unfortunately for the Aussie, the uptick in inflation won't prevent it from getting smashed against the US dollar if the dollar strength continues the pair will likely test and could actually take out the September support of 0.6360 level. In a broader market context, while the looming government shutdown talks in the US continue feeding into a stronger US dollar this week, so that's the main theme of this week. There is some progress on that front, happily, because the US politicians have apparently agreed to a six-week short-term funding to keep their government running for another month and a half but but it is said that it will likely face significant hurdles in the House of Representatives where far-right Republicans have promised to shoot it down if it reaches the floor. So this is what writes Al Jazeera today. But if everything went well, well, we could actually see some profit-taking in the US dollar, which advanced to the highest level since last November, remember, and which is now in the overbought market territory and which would only find it healthy and relaxing to stop rising a little bit and to breathe but technicals don't mean much these days especially when there are greater fundamental issues in play like a government shutdown in the US so clarity regarding what the US will do with its government funding well must be resolved first and we could look at the technicals and decide where the market is headed next. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages and comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading Music